start with the old people's thing. Now, who knows what that is? Orange box. So, somebody was alive in 1960s. Yeah, back in this, this is when I was a kid. This is what you would get in there, all wrapped in little green tissue paper, would be... No, no, no. Japanese oranges. Because it says on the front here, sweet mandarins packed by Japan Fruit Growers Cooperation Association. And they were never sold by pounds. They were sold 43 to 52 oranges. Or this one was 35 to 47. Bigger oranges in that one than in that one. Now, we kept these boxes. Did you keep your boxes? Yeah, some people didn't. Some people did. They, they were all kinds of things. I distinctly remember these with all the shoe shine stuff. Shoe polish, shoe brushes, everything was in there. And on Saturday, one of my brothers or I would get the job of polishing everybody's shoes for Sunday morning. Back when we didn't wear runners, we wore, you know, black shoes to church. And you had to polish them. And that was always it. We took them apart. We built things. My dad stored stuff, and I got these from my dad's shop when we cleaned his shop out, and I'm going, those are mine. <laughs> and uh, they now store stuff in my shop, so that works out okay. So anyway, that, that's, that's one of the stories um, of Grandpa's Basement. But we had another thing in Grandpa's Basement when I was uh, looking through the library for a book. I was going through them all, and I'm going... I forgot we had these. So probably four or five years, you want to do it? Uh, five years, we didn't read these Christmas books because I forgot we had them. And I discovered this one. So we're going to read this story for the kids. Now, so if the kids want to come up front, they can actually see it a little bit better, but it's on overhead for everybody else too. And I need the kids to, if there's any kids that want to help, you come on up to the front row, just come on up front. We need you to help us light the candles as well. And we got to put the nativity set together. So we got a lot of work to do. So come on up. You can have that one. And you can have that one. All right. We got, okay, we got a couple, couple of kids coming here to help. Yeah. Where's Leo? He's sleeping. He's late, late at night. That's okay. That's okay. Okay, have a seat. Have a seat in the front there, guys. And uh, we'll get, you can, now, you've got to start with it. We're going to read a little story. It's really short. It's called Room for a Little One, A Christmas Tale. It is by, where's the next slide there so I can read it? By Martin Wadden, illustrated by Jason Cockcroft. It is a Margaret McEndry book. There, all the copyright stuff has been said. Okay, we're going to start with Tired Ox. Can you get out Tired Who wants to put Tired Ox into the manger? Yeah, put Tired Ox in the manger. Well, it was Kind Ox, actually. Kind Ox, just put him in the manger there. It was a cold winter's night. Kind Ox lay in the stable, close to the side of the inn. 
old dog came by. He stopped and looked into the stable. I need somewhere to rest, said old dog. Come inside, kind ox said. There's always room for a little one here. Old dog came in, lay down in the straw. He nestled close to kind ox, sharing the warmth of his stable. Stray cat peeped in. He saw old dog and she stopped. Stray cat arched her back and her, her fur bristled. I'll not chase you, said old dog. Come inside, kind ox said. There's always room for a little one here. Stray cat came into the stable. She curled up in the straw, close to the friends she had found, purring and twitching her tail. Small mouse stopped at the door of the stable. She saw a stray cat and she quivered with fear. You're safe here. I won't harm you, said stray cat. Come inside, kind ox said. There's always room for a little one here. Small mouse scurried in. She nestled down warm in the straw in the peace of the stable. Then tired donkey came. So now we got to put tired donkey into the stable. Joseph led him along. Mary rode on tired donkey's back. Joseph was cold and Mary was weary, but there was no room at the inn. Where will my baby be born, Mary asked. Come inside, kind ox called to tired donkey. There's always room for a little one here. Okay. Tired donkey brought Mary into the stable. Joseph made her a warm bed in the straw to save her from the cold of the night. And so, Jesus was born with the animals around him. Kind ox, old dog, stray cat, small mouse, and tired donkey all welcomed him to the warmth of their stable. That cold winter's night beneath the star's light, a little one came for the world. There we go. Yes, we got them all in there. That's all of those. And then we know there was what? Out in the, shep out in the field there was the shepherds. And they heard the angels. And they brought their sheep to the stable. And then way out in the, way out in the desert somewhere, there was some wise guys. And they came, but they probably were a little bit later. But we'll put them in here because... They're all part of the set. <laughs> all right. So now we have to light our candles. So we have some candle lighters who will come and help us. 
<laughs> not those ones, not yet. We're going we're gonna to light those ones in a minute. We're going to start with hope. So a few weeks ago, we had the candle of hope. So you want to light that one? And we will light our candle of hope. You can see if you can light that one. Hope. Jesus was the hope of the world. And then we had our candle of peace. Jesus brought peace. Peace in the world, but peace with God. Then we have the candle of joy. It reminds us as even the, the shepherds heard that there was something that would cause great joy. Good. And today, this morning, we learned about love. For God so loved the world that he sent his one and only son. Now, we light the last candle, which is the Christ candle. And now we're going to remember that he is the light of the world. So each week, we got more and more brightness as we remember Jesus Christ is the light. And I think we're going to have a scripture reading all about that. Reading from the book of John, chapter 1, verses 1 to 5. The beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God create, created everything through him, and nothing was created except through him. The word gave life to everything that was created, and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness could never extinguish it. Please stand and let's worship on that thought. He is the light of the world, and the darkness can never extinguish it.
are worthy of our lives. Thank you for coming. Jesus, thank you for being Emmanuel, God, with us. Thank you for not leaving us alone. Thank you for your Holy Spirit's presence in our lives and for this wonderful celebration of Christmas where we can remember and be reminded that we have peace because you came. Thank you, Jesus. Blessed be your name. Amen. Please be seated. Astrid, please come and read for us. Hi, I'll be reading Luke 2, verses 8 to 20 from the New Living Translation. That night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished, but Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. Well, I want to share uh, just a little bit with you tonight. And if you're visiting with us, I want to say welcome. We're glad that you are here. I don't know what kind of traditions you have as a family, um, what, you, what you experience, but we had different traditions in our home. Maybe your tradition is, is that you build gingerbread houses. Uh, maybe it's uh, the butter tarts. Uh, that's one of my favorites. And uh, maybe it's that Christmas card photo you take and you dread to put on those clothes and take that photo, and everybody's supposed to smile and look good. Um, maybe it's decorating the Christmas tree. One of our family traditions was uh, picking out the perfect tree. 
And I grew up, where I grew up, I grew up in, in, in Oregon, and it seemed like there was a Christmas tree farm on every corner of every country road. You could drive down there, and you could find a, a, a Christmas tree farm, and you'd go there, and you'd pick out the tree. And so the way it would work in my family, probably the way that I remember it the best, was uh, how we would pile into the 1976 Chevy pickup, Old Blue, he was called, and five of us would get into the, be- to the, to the cab of that truck. There was no extended cab. And back then, the, there was no seatbelt law. The only thing you had to abide by was that if you could cram as many people in there as you could possibly cram in, and as long as you could steer and somebody could shift, not the driver necessarily, but somebody could shift, that was the requirements of how many people you could fit into the truck. And so all five of us, uh, my, my, my brother and sister, my mom and dad, we cram into the truck and we go find a Christmas tree. And so off to the Christmas tree uh, farm we'd go. And this is the way it would go every year. It would go this way. My mom was the one that had to pick out the perfect tree because she was the one that's going to decorate it. So we would start and we'd walk around and, uh, all together. And then she would say, she'd find a tree and say, what do you think of this tree? And, and we would all say, that tree looks great. And she goes, good, Michelle, stand by this tree and just wait here. I think we might want this one. And we'd wander around some more, and then she'd find another tree, and she'd say to the three of us now, the four of us now, three of us, what do you think of this tree? And we'd say, it looks great. And she'd say, great, Scott, you stay here. And even my little brother, him and I are 12 years apart, and here he was, six years old. She'd say to him, Tim, you stay at this tree. And we'd all be separated out there, all four of us. And my mom would still be wandering around, and then you know what would happen? She would say, hey, everybody, come here. I think I found the, the, the perfect tree. And we'd all go there, and sure enough, that was a tree. We'd cut it down, and we'd take it home, and we'd decorate it, and it was a perfect tree. That's how we picked out our perfect tree. I'm telling you, every year, that's the way it was. It was wonderful. It's a family tradition. And, and we even joke about it today. But, you know, today in Christmas, there is so much, there is so much rush. There is so much busyness that happens. I read an article the, the, some time ago that talked about that, that if we hear the jolly jingle too soon into the Christmas season, that it actually creates anxiety and stress in us. I don't think Christmas should be filled with stress, but, but it does create this anxiety and stress in us if we hear the jolly jingle too soon. And today it seems like the jolly jingle comes out sometime in October. At least Christmas trees come out in, or Christmas decorations come out in October. Now, I think Christmas should, should not be full of stress. It shouldn't be full of anxiety. But uh, today, in a culture in our world that we live in, it certainly is that way. Uh, Christmas should be filled with peace and joy and hope and love. That's what Christmas should be filled with. There's another family tradition, and maybe you have this, that on Christmas uh, Day, we would, we would read the Christmas story. And so the Christmas story always got read. And my mom was pretty smart. She realized that, that this dude, especially, could not really sit still. And uh, it seemed like it took forever to read the Christmas story. So she started to do something called this chalk talk. 
And I don't know if you know what that is, but, but she'd get this large piece of paper and she'd get this special chalk and she would draw out the Christmas story. And so she would find, back then it was cassette tapes, she would find a, a children's story of the Christmas story and she would press play and it would, it would start to tell a story and she would start to draw it out. And one particular Christmas where she was doing this, and now I'm a, I'm, I'm a teenager, and she's drawing this story out. And, and it's going along, and it's talking about just, just like what, what Dwight read tonight. And, and the story is starting to unfold. And you see the, the cattle in there, and you see some sheep going in there. You see the stable. And, uh, and, and, and all of a sudden, you know, she's drawing, and Mary and Joseph are there. The story starts coming to an end. And she draws the manger, and she draws some shepherds. And, and the story comes to an end and she stands back from this story and it's and she looks at us like what do you think it's done and we all kind of sat there in stunned silence because it wasn't done there was something missing and finally somebody said where's baby jesus and she had drawn this whole thing, and there was no baby Jesus. And then my mom, with a great grin on her face, she reached down, and she turned on this black light. Clunk. And there, in brilliance, baby Jesus appeared in the manger. A star appeared in the manger. And all this other color that was there appeared as she turned on this black light. The light of Christmas is Jesus. And I, I think in the, in the world that we live in, where there's so much commercialism, that one thing that gets missed often in Christmas, in the culture we live in, is Jesus. And you see, as I think about that, I think about how Jesus is, completes Christmas. But not only does he complete Christmas, Jesus is the story. He is Christmas. And if we miss Jesus as a story of Christmas, of being Christmas, we miss so much more. And Christmas really does. It becomes filled with, with what we need to buy and what we're not going to buy. It is filled with, with a lot of pressure and a lot of stress. But with Christ, because he is hope. He is peace. He is joy. He is love. He is Christmas. So I don't know where you are in this journey with, with God. If, if you're here because, well, it's just a tradition. You always come to a, a Christmas Eve service. That's what we do. But can I just have you consider in your own life where you are in this journey? Maybe you were on that journey for some time and then you just kind of bumped off and said, I don't know, you know, I don't know if, if this is really where I want to be. And I would just say, how's that going? Where, where is Christ? Would you reconsider him in your Christmas story? Because he tells us that he is the light of the world. He is the light of the world. And and in him, darkness cannot stand. It doesn't mean that life is perfect. It just means that there is, there is true hope. There is true love. There is true 
peace found in Christ. And with him, he's like the black light comes on and there he is. So this Christmas, would you consider that? Where is Jesus in your story of your life this Christmas? We're going to sing a song and we're going to light our candles. And so as we do that, we're lighting the Christ candle for he is the hope for all men and women today.